Everybody, welcome to the Marriage Adventure Podcast, where we say the journey is the destination. Man, we're so glad you're with us today. We're your host, Daniel and Bonnie Hoover, and uh, today we are going to be tackling our second episode in this series on connecting with your spouse. And so last week, we talked about the importance of having a friendship with your spouse, which we think is very foundational, right? And... um, and we talk about having fun with your spouse. The problem with hosting a podcast is there's times, and this is a little like behind the curtain, right? A little okay. vulnerable. Not sure what you're about to say here. <laughs> <laughs> you're scared, aren't you? I am. There's times every blue moon where we might give advice and counsel that we haven't taken in a long time. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that is behind the scenes. And, yeah. um, not, not always, yeah. but... You know, occasionally, occasionally, we're human. We're all we all we all have issues, and so we gave that advice and counsel last week to have fun yeah. with your spouse, and um, and we were like, dang, we haven't just gone out and had fun with the kids, and you know, in a long time. Well, there's a reason for that. So back in the fall, or I guess like November. I took the motor home. I was going to go visit my mom. She had COVID. And I was going to go visit my mom. And I'm driving down the interstate. And you broke it. Clang, 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 clang. Pull over. And yeah. You didn't break it. I didn't break it. It But it's like major, we think, major engine problems. And, you know, we don't just have like six, seven grand sitting around to just go take the thing to fix it. So poor Motorhome, our adventure mobile has been sidelined. We have sidelines. to choose what we want to spend yes. our money on yes. and right now that it's sitting. But there are other ways to have fun. So what we did was we had lots of fun. Um, we love to hike, as you've probably heard. We love to camp, do that kind of fun stuff. And, uh, and it's a little exercise. Mm-hmm. And the great thing about hiking is it gets you away from stuff. Yep. And you just get to connect and talk and as you walk. And so we did this really cool hike from um, Amicalola Falls here in Georgia. And it's in North Georgia. And um, it's there's a trail that goes from Amicalola Falls, which is a massive waterfall, to Springer Mountain, which is the start of the Appalachian Trail. And so it's a, it, they call it the approach trail. You're approaching the Appalachian Trail. Well, about halfway along the way, there's this inn, and it's called the Linfoot. I guess that's who it's named after. We made up some. Colby <laughs> asked who Linfoot was, and uh, man, twenty minutes later, it was impressive, right? Was. I just pulled this uh-huh. this big made yeah. up lie out, and uh, he knew I was making it up the whole time. But anyway, but Linfoot Hike Inn. It's mm-hmm. an inn, and you can only get to it by hiking to it. You can't get there by car or anything else. And so uh, we didn't go all the way to Springer Mountain. Uh, we did no, the five-mile no. hike into the inn. That was plenty. Yeah, spent the night in the inn, which is really cool, amazing food. And then we hiked out the next day. And, um, and man, it, it, it was so fun. Our kids, they do better when they're away from, you know, stuff, and they can just hang out and get out in nature and talk. And we just had we had a really good time. We played we had, some, played some games that night. It was awesome. And it... It was just that reminder that we've got to do this. We have to take our own advice. Once a month, we need to go and do something big fun, whether it's with yep. just us or with the kids. And Because not only did we just have fun together and build memories, 
it was kind of cool because on the way back I noticed so Josie and Colby were they they would kind of separate from us and they would hike a, ahead of us they started walking really fast to get away I don't know what they were conniving and talking Slotting. about up there yeah but but we hung back and we just started talking and and it, it gave us a chance to just connect on a way emotionally to give us some connection time that we hadn't done in a while as far as just like getting away and really deep deep talking and it was cool because you know we want to connect as friends and have fun and all those things but you don't want in marriage for it just to be a friendship you want at some point to go more deep in your connection and and on an emotional level, and I think more deeper is the more, more deeper. Is the way go you deeper, say that. go deeper, yeah, and and connect more than just a surface friendship. Well, I think um, I think it, it's pretty cool, and there's a reason we put these in this order. You're not just going to go deep with somebody you don't know. No, and so that friendship not. is is <laughs> unless it's a counselor you're paying, and then that's you- <laughs> true. That's true. That's very expensive. Um, but the friendship paves the way. To really get to know this person and get to know this their heart and, mm-hmm. and as we said, it builds trust, it builds camaraderie, that owe you two kind mm-hmm. of thing, um, and it allows you to take the next step, and that's to go deep into an, an emotional friendship. Yeah. And we saw that happen with our kids; they opened up about things as we hiked, as we walked, and we talked. We did; uh, mm-hmm. it was a pretty cool thing. Yeah, it was thing. pretty cool. And and when we first got, you know. Um, got not got married but before we got married when we first started dating yep. we started with that friendship just hanging out and all those things but I there was that turning point in our relationship where we sat one night just out on these trestles and talked and talked and talked for hours we've been hanging out kind of as friends getting to know each other and then that emotional turn we took that yeah. turn when we started having these these deep conversations about our dreams for the future and and spiritual conversations and what do we want out of the future and and some of our you know fears i mean it was crazy we how we sat that out happened. there for about 4 hours yeah and we tried to go back there like the next year to kind of recreate that experience. And it was haunted. We thought we were going to get killed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There were angels around us that night, but yeah. it was creepy the next time. But that was a big turning point in our relationship. It was the first big emotional mm-hmm. connection that we had. And mm-hmm. um, and the, the relationship just kind of went to a whole nother level um, after that. And so, um, so that's what we're going to be talking about today on uh, on the podcast is how to connect with your spouse emotionally it's now time for seriously funny dad jokes okay these jokes are seriously funny you're gonna laugh you yeah, ready nah. all right you always say that but you always do yeah you always <laughs> all right why did adele why did adele cross the road i don't know why to say Hello from the other side. (laughs) All right, all right, all right. Did I ever tell you why I won't become an accountant? No, No, never. It's too taxing. Oh. (laughs) What? Did I tell you why I won't become an organ donor? Say what now? I don't have the guts. (laughs) (laughs) Did I tell you why I can't become a doctor? What are all, what's with all these, can, did I ever tell you? Well, I don't have the patience. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. What's the best country to go to for Thanksgiving? Country to Turkey? go to for Thanksgiving. Oh, Turkey! Turkey! Yeah, I got it! Yeah. <laughs> all right, when does a joke become a dad joke? 
When it's, when it's told by a dad. dad. Yep. When the punchline is a parent. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a parent. Yeah. A parent. <laughs> all, right, all right, one more. Did you ever hear about the book on anti-gravity? The one it's one. impossible to put down. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, today we're talking about building an emotional connection with our spouse. And kind of jumping off from our discussion on friendship last week, how can developing, Daniel, how can developing a deep friendship aid in building an emotional connection? I'm glad you specified you're asking me that question because yeah. I, I was waiting for somebody else to Stop. Well, maybe Charlie would answer, you know, a little puppy on the do- on the floor. Okay. I'm sorry. I was so clued in to you say my name. I forgot the question you asked. <laughs> okay. How can building a friendship develop, you know, how can that help us build an emotional connection? Um, well, I think it's, it's, I think it's like we said before the break, um, you're not you're not just going to go deep with somebody you don't know. I don't know. There are people that just spill their guts mm-hmm. to people they don't know, but it's really weird. You know, yeah. you've ever had those people <laughs> and and you're like, "Uh, that's awkward." <laughs> so, typically, it's those people that we 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 first become friends. Mm-hmm. We have those things in common like we talked about last week, those YouTube moments, you know, those Oh, wow, we have a kinship, we have a friendship, mm-hmm. and then trust is built mm-hmm. over time, you know, mm-hmm. I can, and, and then we begin to, to go deeper, and when we go deeper, then we are building that emotional mm-hmm. connection mm-hmm. with each other, and, and I think, I think trust has got to be built, Yeah, you know, or for it to be a two-way street. Well, and God, you know, we talked about before how God created us to be able to share friendship with our spouse. I believe God really created us as well to not just have those you two moments of, hey, that's awesome and let's do life together, but we, God designed us to share our emotions with our spouse and connect on an emotional level. Um, in Genesis two eighteen a and then 24 and 25, it says, therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife. They shall become one flesh. It says, and the man and his wife, it goes on to talk about how they were both naked and not ashamed mm. and we we Amen. think about that in in a relation to in relationship to a sexual relationship that they were naked and not ashamed but you know I think it's more than that I think it's that they were they were emotionally uncovered before each other they could bear their hearts their souls they could not have to to hide anything from each other and they weren't ashamed it it, it kind of speaks to having nothing to hide and being emotionally transparent with each other mm-hmm you know, mm-hmm. that, that willingness to share. Which is um, really interesting because after sin entered the picture, they were ashamed mm-hmm. and they had to cover. Mm-hmm. And um, not just physically, but as you said, I think emotionally and all of that. Mm-hmm. And that speaks to um, what sin can do to yeah. a marriage. Yeah. You know, what sin can do to a relationship is that it brings shame it brings distrust it mm. brings all of that and what do we do when we have sin we try to cover it yeah you know um but when there's trust in there and there's that deep friendship that produces this deep emotional connection we can mm. walk around emotionally naked and physically naked and not be ashamed yeah. you know and that's a great thing well and what you said there about trust in Proverbs thirty one ten it says, An excellent wife 
who can find. She is far more precious than jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will have no lack of gain. That that your heart being able to trust me, and my heart being able to trust you, and and I think that's where the emotional connection happens. When our hearts can, when we can have that heart talk, where we can connect emotionally, it's the my heart trusts that you're for me. Mm-hmm. My heart trusts that you're not gonna embarrass me. That you're not gonna shame me. That you're not gonna um, that you're not gonna hurt me in front of other mm-hmm. people, or that I, I can trust you with my heart. And that's a big deal because people we can't just in you. In case you don't know, you can't just trust your heart to anybody, mm-hmm. especially in this world. And, and we tell our kids that be very careful who you tell things to. Yep. You don't trust your heart to everybody, especially when you got a middle school girl yep. who's. You know, loves people and trusts people. Yeah. Um, we've had to really explain that to her. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, so you go back to it. Why do people get married? We get married to have someone to grow old with. You know, we fall in love. There's this intense physical attraction. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the heart of it, we all desire to be seen, to be understood, to mm-hmm. be loved, to be valued, to have, you know, to feel like we have... Um, we're validated. We have worth in relationships. I and mean, as we, I, that I'm important to that somebody. I'm important to somebody. And as we said last week, um, even as perfect as Adam's relationship was with God, you know, that that the Godhead Trinity with Adam yeah. in the garden, God still saw he had a need. Mm-hmm. And, um, and a need for someone physical and someone that emotional that he can share himself with. Um so we connect with each other. We look for somebody that we can marry. And when we get married, that's what we're desiring. And I think oftentimes people divorce so that they can search for that secure attachment with somebody if they've lost that in their yeah. marriage. That they want somebody who can who can know them and see them and understand and value them. And if they don't have that, if they don't feel like they have that secure attachment in their marriage, because we have such a desire for that, we're going to go looking for it somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Um, emotional connection that, that the married couples share is said to be five times more important than their physical intimacy. Hmm. Why is that? Wow. I mean, when because if you had told a 19-year-old, 20-year-old me, I would have greatly disagreed with that. Why is that? Well, and I think that the emotional connection is, it, it is that they were, they were naked and unashamed because there was the emotional connection. It was the trust. And you've got to have emotional trust with someone. Now, I know the world would tell you different. They'd say it's just a physical thing, that sex is just a physical thing. But that emotional connection, when that happens, there's trust for you to be able to be completely who you are and and to share yourself physically with somebody in an intimate way. There's got to be a lot of trust there. Mm -hmm. And the emotional connection... um, I think it's more important because people will go and look for a physical relationship and it's sad. They, they do that, but people crave the emotional connection even more than the physical, if they're honest with themselves. And I think, um, you know, if you're in your twenties and listen to this, I'm I'm sorry for the start realization that we're going to present, but emotional connection, it comes and goes, Mm -hmm. you know, for, for different reasons. Uh, you know, what are some of those reasons? Gosh, you know, when when you have kids that are babies, 
Sometimes that's the last thing a mom wants. Is emotional connection? I mean, or? I'm sorry, physical connection. Okay. Did I say emotional connection? You did. Comes against, you well, did. sometimes that does too. Let me rewind. The physical connection mm-hmm. throughout your life peaks and troughs, comes and goes. Mm-hmm. And some of the reasons are, are just seasons of life, like, you know, like having a newborn, like having mm-hmm. little kids running around. I mean, you're tired. You're just physically tired. Um, maybe your job is just at mm-hmm. a peak and you're just physically tired. Or maybe you're entering an age where chemically things hormonally, are changing yeah. hormonally and you just don't crave it as much. Mm-hmm. And and so what happens if the physical intimacy is the majority of your connection? Mm-hmm. It ain't going to be there. Mm-hmm. And um, and so throughout life, as you go through these seasons or as you grow older, um, that emotional connection has got to be solid. Mm-hmm. It's got to be there. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this question. And I'm... Bonnie, I'm going to ask you this. <laughs> Nobody else in the <laughs> room. In case somebody else wants to answer. Mm-hmm. What are some barriers to an emotional connection? Um, well, I think the first one, it goes back to what we were saying. It's it's a lack of, I mean, maybe it's a past hurt, which has broken trust. So there's a lack of forgiveness in the relationship. And that, I think, is maybe an overwhelming reason that we might not be emotionally connected um, and I'll say if, if you can't move through past hurt, you're really not going to be able to connect deeply on an emotional level with your mm-hmm. spouse because, you know, emotional connection that requires a level of vulnerability. And I can't be vulnerable with you if I've lost trust in you. If I've, mm-hmm. if there's a lack of hurt there, if I have not been able to move through that and forgive you for something I'm never going to let my my guard down again. I'm not going to want to get hurt like that again. So mm-hmm. I've got all these walls up and my barriers are up. So I, I'm not willing to, to, to be hurt again. Mm-hmm. So that's not something we're going to be able to unpack in this 30 minute podcast, but no, but you do have to pursue forgiveness and whatever that takes. Absolutely. Um, which is a whole nother, a whole nother, um, there's a lot of books out for that. And well, a whole counseling. lot of great counselors that can help yeah. you with that. Um, because that is a, a massive barrier. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes it's stuff that should have dealt with 10 years ago, mm-hmm. you know. But I think uh, another one is, and this is an easy go-to, but I think it's really true. Life is just too busy, and my attention is everywhere else. Mm-hmm. And um, it's the same reason I think last week we asked, you know, why why do we forsake having a friendship with our spouse? Mm-hmm. We don't have time. I don't have time. We're, yeah. we're, we've got stuff going, yeah. but it, it's um, the same thing with an emotional connection. We don't have space or margin built into our lives to have this emotional mm-hmm. connection out of necessity. We're just trying to get from one place to the next. And, you know, and the government frowns on it if you leave your kids stranded somewhere. <laughs> so I can't forget those kids. No, no. Um, or, you know. Going from work to other life activities, it takes up so much headspace. There's just not room for emotional talk. No. And and if it is emotional talk, it's loud and angry and arguing emotion. It's emotional talk. It's not the kind you want, though. Well, well, and that brings, I mean, that brings up an interesting point. Is it bad to have emotionally angry talk? No. I mean, as long as, I think sometimes, I think having a fight sometimes 
is emotional. It it brings emotional charge. I think in, it's cathartic. Sometimes it brings an emotional charge, a spark back into a relationship. If you're just mm. kind of going through the motion, it's like, okay, at least there's some emotion there and we can work through that. If, if I mean, it's, you got to work through it though. There, it's healthy to have some sort of emotional spark and then resolve that because mm. it, it does bring some emotional connection in the relationship because Man, nothing brings out emotions like being angry. And, it's true. And um, then you get makeup sex. Right, right. So I don't think it's bad sometimes to just have a, an angry connection <laughs> mm. because there's some sort of connection there. It shows I care. Yeah. It shows I'm willing to invest in my relationship emotionally to, to be able to. That is better than disengagement. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So I don't think it's bad to have a fight sometimes because it, it does. Um, as long as we know how to work towards resolution absolutely and that and the opposite of that it goes back goes back to the first one lack of forgiveness Mm -hmm. i'm so ticked at you about what you said about me yeah as long as we keep our argument focused on the issue and not attacking each other Mm -hmm. because the moment we go into attacking each other then it, it could breed all kind of unforgiveness and we don't resolve that and that kind of stuff it's hard to let words go but you're right i think as long as man is if 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 I'm giving you an, an emotional argument about yeah. something that's, you know. Yeah. Okay. God uses that too, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think that's one, one of the reasons, one of the ways is just, you know, we get disconnected because we're too busy and we don't mm-hmm. even have time to fight about something. But another thing is I think we don't understand how our spouse is wired. Mm. Um, we just don't understand how each other's made up emotionally. And so... I think sometimes this is why women just go and have an emotional connection with their with their girlfriend and men just like go and play golf and, you know, burn steam doing something physical. and, and get, we're, you know. we're stereotyping here, yeah. but, but generally the, the majority, I think this is probably correct. That maybe we just don't get each other and, mm-hmm. you know, so we don't connect emotionally because maybe we don't emotionally express ourselves the same way. Yeah, and men typically, we weren't taught how to deal with emotions, mm. and um, and that's and, not manly. And and what and well, and listen, I'm telling you, I am all for um, manliness, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Grunting, eating steak, getting out, working hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I read a verse in script. It was in I think First Corinthians the other day. Towards the end, it was it was kind of a stuck in there. It was an odd thing, and it said one of the phrases in there. It said, "Do this, do that, be a man." Yeah. In yeah, other words, yeah. man up, act like a man. Yeah. And I was like, huh. And and, and but I think what goes along with that is understanding um, our emotions. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of the traditional Americana version of a man. Mm-hmm. Um. Cowboys. Cowboy. There's a lot great. John Wayne. There is a lot great. We've lost a lot of that. We've yeah. demasculinized. Is that, that's a word, right? Manhood. And we've taken the masculinity out of it. Mm-hmm. But if we could just interject, insert an ability to understand emotions, mm-hmm. the man, you really round out who Jesus was. Yeah. Because that was what's amazing about who Christ was, was he was this, this, he was a manly man. He was a carpenter, loved work with his hands. 
This was a guy that was on mission and you were not thwarting that. That's true. But this was a guy that saw to the deepest need of someone's heart. Mm-hmm. And that's why he, he was, was compassionate. Yeah. He understood people. But men, we, we aren't taught to sit in emotions and understand emotions. Um, and so therefore, when we get married, you know, you've got this, this female, you got your wife who wants to be understood, wants to be known, wants to be explored emotionally. And the guy doesn't know how to do that. Mm-hmm. And we were never taught that. And that's a, that's a skill if you're not yeah. wired that way. Um, men were taught to fix generally. Yeah. You know. And so if we can't fix it, they're in, and grant, they're, I'm not one of those that think, oh, men never fix. Just listen. No, I know. There's sometimes God wired your husband to fix and you need to lean into that. So there's a balance there, but men, if we can't get in there and we can't fix it and we can't get it done, then we flight, you know, it literally is a fight or flight. It's a fix or flight for men. That's true. And, um, I'm going to hashtag that next book. Um, we either fix or flight. And, and so what happens is you get these, these women who chase after pursue after their men and basically, kind of, if I don't argue with him, if I don't hound him, he'll never understand me. And dang it, I want to be understood. Mm. And the men just continue to run from that because we don't know how to how to deal with that. That's just a lot. Yeah. And uh, man, she's a lot. Why don't you go talk to your girlfriends, you know, or yeah. she's just emotional. It's that time of the month. We write it off, whatever. Um, and th- what it does is it kills the safe haven mm. in the marriage and the emotional connection that you can have. So men, I want to say, if you're listening, learn how to understand your wife's emotional makeup. Well, and it, if you, you said that sometimes that's just a stereotype and, and I think sometimes it is stereotypical to say that that's how a man's wired, a woman's wired. Sometimes it's just personality based. Yeah. I know plenty of couples who. The husband's more the he understands emotions more and wants to tap into that than the woman does. And and she's the I don't want to talk about it. Just like, you know, or dig it out of me. And, you know, I'll tell you if you can really dig it out. And and it works that way just because that's their personality. Maybe they're Mm -hmm. more of an introvert and they they it takes a little longer for them to understand their emotions themselves. And so I don't think we can just stereotype typically say a man works this way. And sometimes it is. And so if you've got a man who has got the personality that's like, I just don't want to talk. I don't want to, some men are just not, they don't want to talk and they're just not talkers. And, and so, or some women are that way too. And so. And so I think in that case, um, learn to appreciate what your spouse does give you. Yeah. You know, if, if your guy's not a talker and he opens up, it's, it's kind of, it's almost like with a teenager, Man, when they come over and give you a hug, take it, take it and live in it because you might not get another one for a while because yeah. they just don't have mm-hmm. that in them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's good. Um, I think here's, here's an, the last reason we'll give, there's probably more, but, um, don't, we don't feel safe to open up emotionally mm-hmm. and maybe that goes back to the first one, the unforgiveness, but I think there's even more you can unpack. Mm-hmm. We can unpack there. Um, unless it's emotionally safe, nothing else works mm-hmm. and everything falls apart. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so to kind of dovetail into what we were just talking about, um, it, it, maybe your husband or your wife, depending on who's emotionally available and understands emotions better, maybe they haven't done anything that, that 
requires bitterness on your end yeah. or demands you to be upset with them. But maybe they've just never opened up that part of them. Mm-hmm. And so therefore you don't feel safe to go to them. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they don't feel safe. Maybe there's something in their in their life, you know, in their past that has locked that part of their, their heart off. Um, but a place that, we need a place that's safe enough that we can say what we feel and express what our wants are and our, you know, and have a voice. And I think that means that I have to be intentional about providing that safe place because there's times that, that there are things you want to share with me that if I take them too personally, yeah, because you might want to share something about our relationship and, and it might feel offensive to me, mm-hmm. but I've got to be a safe place for you to even say things that I might not want to hear but that I allow you to say, and then I, we can work through it. Mm-hmm. But there are some people who are like, I'm not telling him that. He'll never get over it. I, I just can't say that. So if every time you try to dig into our relationship and and express something that you'd like to be, be better, mm-hmm. if I get defensive. Yeah, um, you're not safe for me anymore. Then pretty soon you're not going to. Right. You're not going to. You know, I think that's the thing we all we all need to look in the mirror on mm-hmm. what are those areas that are off limits yeah. for our spouse to talk about with us. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe because we're too insecure or because, you know, yeah. we feel like we've got that understood, but do we? Right. Okay. So real quick, what are some ingredients that we have that we need to put into the mix to build a safe place so that we can connect emotionally? I think we keep saying this one over and over, but the first one's trust. Yep. We got to build trust. And if we've lost trust, we got to work really hard to build it back again. Mm-hmm. That I need to be able to trust you that you're going to be here for me no matter what, no matter how much we fight, no matter how much we disagree, how different we are, that I can trust you that you've got my back. You're here for me. And we're going to be able to connect in a way that, okay, he's going to hear me and he may not like it, but he's still going to be here for me. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I can trust him. I can trust you. I think, I think, uh, availability and accessibility. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to feel like you're emotionally available and accessible. And the problem is, is sometimes we're very emotionally available to the kids, True, but not to our spouse. Yeah. And, um, and that's a, that's a dangerous, that's a dangerous place. I think we fear sometimes that if we don't stay connected emotionally to our kids, we're going to lose them. But we take that for granted in our marriage. Yeah. There's an old song that says, uh, love the one you're with. Mm-hmm. If you can't be with the one you love, love the one you're with. Mm-hmm. You're with. And um, that happens emotionally, too. If I can't emotionally be with you, mm-hmm. or if in a marriage, if you can't be emotionally with your spouse, you might end up finding yourself loving the one you're with. Mm-hmm. And that might be somebody, at, like we said last week, at these different, you know, work or at the gym or in other friendships, mm-hmm. you know, so... Mm-hmm availability be available be accessible Mm -hmm. be open that if your spouse comes to you you're willing to talk about that um well and that's the third one responsiveness Mm -hmm. that you can you know that that I'm going to caringly respond to what you say that I'm I'm there that you're going to I'm available and then I'm going to respond in a way that I consider who you are I, I weigh I weigh that out and I try to understand where you're coming from and I take your perspective on things. And, and we don't always do that because like we said before, if we, if we get into the middle of a conversation and I get offended, 
then you really don't have a place to unpack that. You just, and who are you going to talk to? Mm-hmm. You're going to find somebody. That's right. So That's true. So today uh, we want to give you some action steps. And um, I think I think a really good thing would be to take some time and uh, maybe it's on your de- next date night or your next pillow talk or something. Um, maybe, ladies, if you're the one that talks, your husband's not, give him some prep time. Mm-hmm. Let him know, hey, I'd love to I'd love to really chat about some stuff. I listen to this stupid podcast. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe let them listen to it. That'll kind of open up mm-hmm. the dialogue. But take some time and take turns asking each other these questions. And we're going to put these in the show notes. Um, what do you think might make it difficult for us to connect emotionally? And I think, I think a good way to ask that if you're asking your spouse is maybe what can I do better to make it easier for you to connect emotionally? Mm, that's good. That's always, uh, you know, owning it. owning it that way yeah. will let the, let the walls go down and not feel like you're, you know, you're accusing. accusing them. Yeah. Um, here's the second thing. Uh, we have to build time to connect with each other daily, weekly on an emotional level. So okay. when can we, when can we do that? So just ask that question. Have we built that into our marriage? Have yeah. we built in enough time where we can just get through, not just go through the daily routines and have we built in time to connect with each other daily or weekly on an mm-hmm. emotional level? And if so, when define that, Yeah, is it definable? Yep. And then, you know, what can I do? How can I help make you feel more emotionally connected to me? Mm-hmm. And honestly, if you say that to the average guy, it's going to be like you're speaking a language they don't understand, emotional connection. Yeah. But it is, it is important. And maybe you find another word than emotional connection. But, you know, we, we, heart talk is a real thing or open up. Is there a way that we can, you, you know, know, I can make it safe for you to open up to me? Yeah. yeah. Things like that. Yep. So um, I think that's all we have for today. Yep. Don't you? Well, next week we're going to be talking about... Um, physical connection so you're going to want to come back for that yes but uh have a great week and this week find a way to uh to talk through these action steps and just uh connect with your spouse build your friendship and connect emotionally right. yeah and a great way to build that friendship and connect emotionally at the same time is uh go to our website themarriageadventure.com and join the marriage adventure challenge it's you'll get a, a slew a hundred plus ideas for great dates Cheap dates, fun dates, expensive dates, indoor dates, outdoor dates, all kind of dates and adventures. And while you're on those, chat and talk and uh, join that challenge. Also, follow us on social, Facebook and Instagram and share this podcast with your friends. You guys have a great week.